0: book of Deuteronomy chapter 33 if you'll stand with us just for the reading of God's word and uh, appreciate all the good singing and thank you for being in the Lord's house tonight Deuteronomy chapter number 33 preach just a little thought tonight and then we'll be done Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse number 13 the Bible says and of Joseph he said blessed of the Lord be his land For the precious things of heaven, for the dew, and for the deep, that coucheth beneath. And for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things put forth by the moon. For the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills. And for the precious things of the earth, and fullness thereof. And for the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. Let the blessings come upon the head of Joseph. And upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren, his glory is like the firstlings of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of a unicorn. When them he shall push the people to, together to the ends of the earth, and they, and they are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. Father, I do want to thank you tonight for the word of God. Thank you for the good singing we've heard, and how we've been reminded of your salvation and your redemption and the king and the beggar. And we thank you for what you've done already. We ask you now to bless us with our presence, speak to our hearts, and we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want you to think with me about these verses that we've read. And if you go back to chapter number 32 of the book of Deuteronomy here, God has instructed Moses to climb, the, <clears throat> climb Mount Nebo and to gaze westward upon the promised land. Before he's getting, we know that Moses is getting ready to die and that he's fixing to, to leave this walk of life and, and step out into eternity. And when we come to chapter 33, Moses blesses each of the tribes before Uh, He does die. He summarizes what will happen to each of them in the future. If you was to go home and read these different tribes that Moses blesses, the blessing is talking about a future blessing. He talks about Reuben in verse number 6 and Judah in verse number 7 and Levi in verses 8 through 11. And then he talks about Benjamin in verse number 12. And he talks about Zebulun in verses 18 and 19 and Issachar in verses 18 and 19. But in our text, this this evening he talks about Joseph and we know that Joseph's two sons Ephraim and Manasseh uh, that's what he really means when he talks about Joseph he's he's mentioning those two tribes and and he's talking about a blessing he tells them that their land is going to be blessed and that they're going to have the choice gift of rain and that they're going to have the finest crops of the of the ancient mountains and these are the the promises that that are given to to Joseph here to these tribes here we think about five different times in our text. You'll note with me that we find the word precious beginning in verse number 13. He talks about the pre- for the precious things of heaven. And then he talks about in verse 14 the precious fruits that are brought by the sun and the, the precious things put forth by the moon and, and the precious things of the, of the lasting hills and then the precious things of the earth here. And so when Moses is talking about this, these blessings here, uh, he's talking about the bountiful blessings of God. He's talking about how that God is going to bless Joseph. And I would say this morning or this evening that we could all testify along with Joseph that we too have been bountifully blessed uh, by the hand of God. Uh, Joseph was greatly blessed. His tribes uh, uh, were greatly, his children were greatly blessed uh, by the hand of God. You have to consider when you come to this text here, Uh, Moses and as he is writing and as Moses is speaking here I would say consider Moses's age Uh, according to Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse number 7 Moses is 120 years old and he's about to die he's about to to leave this walk of life and so he's not a young man and he's not a middle aged man uh, but he is an aged man so we consider his age when we read this text and then we consider Moses's area Uh, when we read this text here when we think about uh, this uh, the statement that Moses is going to make Moses is standing uh, on the top of Mount Nebo and he's looking over the promised land he's looking over the land that God has promised him or promised the children of Israel but Moses is not only just looking over the land but he's looking over a lifetime uh, as he knows that his life is coming to an end uh, he sees not just the land uh, but he's He sees his lifetime. He sees uh, the area we think about that he is is, uh, in. And then we consider the attitude of Moses in this text here. Moses up to this point, he's been talking all about blessings. Uh, I mean, this chapter is is centered around the blessings of God uh, on the blessings of uh, blessing his people. And Moses is handing out those blessings. But I want you to notice a phrase that is mentioned in verse number 16. 16, he said, and for the precious things of the earth and the fullness thereof. And notice this, and for the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. Amen. The goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. I, I want to preach a few minutes th- this evening on this subject on the goodwill of a lifetime. The goodwill of a lifetime. You see, as Moses is on the top of Mount Nebo, as he's looking over the promised land, he's not just looking as I said at that land but he's looking at a lifetime he's now an aged man and Moses not only sees the land but he sees his whole life flash before his eyes Uh, he's talked about the blessings of God and when he begins in verse 13 uh, like a mighty pinnacle or a mighty stairway uh, that leads to a high pinnacle uh, Moses begins to stack those blessings of Joseph one on top of the other he begins to talk about the precious things of heaven the precious things of the sun, the precious things of the moon, the precious things of the earth. But when he gets to the top of that pinnacle, when he gets to the apex of all blessings, Moses doesn't see something, but he sees someone. He doesn't see blessings, but he sees a bush. His mind goes in reverse and he goes back to the early days of his life and he makes the statement here for the goodwill, notice this, of him that dwelt in the bush. Amen. You know what Moses does from verse 13 down to verse 16? He stacks all the blessings he can on Joseph uh, on his children. He stacks all them blessings up but at the top of it he said I want you to look at someone that's bigger than all the blessings Uh, I want you to see someone uh, uh, that's mightier than every blessing you could ever have in life Uh, for from the top of that apex uh, is where all them blessings come down from Uh, and Moses said for me it started a long time ago in a a bush. He said that presence of him that dwelt in the bush. You say, Brother Crabley, what are you talking about? Moses talks about the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. And Moses looks back through 120 years of his life and here's what he sees. He sees the blessing of his past. He sees how that God was good to him all those times. Moses looks at the first days when God called him out of that bush uh, and then he looks at the following days uh, how that God led him through the wilderness uh, how that he led him first to Pharaoh and he led him through all those plagues uh, and then he led him through the Red Sea and then he led him through the wilderness uh, and for all those years uh, it was God that sustained him it was God that took care of him it was God that watched out for him it was God that protected him, it was God that provided for him, he sees him in the first days, uh, he sees him in the following days but now here he is on the mountaintop and he's getting ready to die he's getting ready to make the crossing and the same God that was with him in the bush and the same God that brought him across the Red Sea and the same God that walked with him through the wilderness is now with him in the final days of his life he said I see nothing but good from the beginning to the end and Moses in plain old Georgia language would say on the top of that mountain that God has been good to me. Hallelujah. I'm telling you friend Moses looks back and though Moses had failed God had not failed though Moses had come up short God had never come up short though Moses had not been everything that he should have been God had been everything that he was supposed to be and so much more though Moses could not provide God could provide though Moses did not know the way God always knew the way and led the way is that not the way it is in our life? I'm telling you everyone of us has a bush experience if we've met the Lord every one of us has a place where God revealed himself and he made himself known and he did something eternal in our heart and in our life I look back through my life and I have to say with Moses in the first days the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush in the days when I was like Moses and I did not know God When I was not looking for God, as the songwriter said, he came looking for me. You remember those days when, the day that when God found you, the first day you remember where you was at you remember as we sung tonight I can tell you the time I can take you to the place you remember where you was at when God revealed himself to you I mean I didn't see a burning bush but I'll tell you what I did see I saw a bloody Calvary amen and I saw a sacrificial lamb I saw somebody that died for my sins I saw somebody that would take my iniquities I saw somebody that would take me out of nothing and put me in every thing. And Moses remembers the first days. I'm telling you tonight if you and I was to leave this world tonight, we would have to say that God has been good to us by looking at the first days of our life. See, most of us when we got saved all we was looking for was missing hell. But God had so much more in store for us than just missing hell. God had more in store for us Uh, he didn't just want to bring Israel out of Egypt but he wanted to bring them into the land of Canaan and Moses can see that so clearly now as they've crossed the Red Sea and now God is getting them ready to take them over on the other side and can I tell you God brought us all out not just to deliver us from hell thank God we don't have to go to hell but there's more to being saved than not going to hell amen I'm telling you my friend there's a personal walk with God there's a close walk with him. There's a spirit-filled life. You can live in Canaan. You can live in victory. You can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can have a prayer life that is real. It's not beyond the reach of man. For God is more interested in answering prayer than we are in asking in prayer. For God desires to meet with us more than we desire to meet with him. God wants us to live for him. He wants us to follow in his footsteps. He wants us to follow in his You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying, look back through your life. And God, wasn't he good to you in the first days? He could have let you went to hell, but he didn't. He could have cut you off, but he didn't. He could have not passed by your way, but he did. You think about the times that you ignored God, but yet he did not ignore you. Think about the times that you wasn't interested in being saved, but he was interested in you getting saved. Think about how that you rejected the gospel, but he never rejected you. He that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast him out. I'm saying tonight, when I think about the goodwill of him that dwelled in the bush, I I remember those first days. I remember that Sunday morning. I remember that bus ride. I remember being under conviction. I remember the peace and the joy that comes in being saved. I remember hearing the voice of God speak to me about sin, my sin, after I first got saved. You know, that's good evidence that you are saved, is that when you sin, you're convicted about your sin. Amen. If you can sin it and it not bother you, you're not saved. But if you can sin and it convicts you and then if you can sin and there's chastisement for your sin, those uh, marks of chastisement are identity marks that remind you that you are His and and that you belong to Him. I'll tell you tonight, uh, I'm not perfect by no means. Uh, And if I was to get out into this world and say, God, I'm not going to go to church anymore or I'm going to just resign this church and I'm going to go somewhere where I can live as I please and do as I will and do my own thing Uh, I can't testify this for nobody else, uh, but I don't think I live a very long life. Uh, I think God would take me out. I think he might be gracious enough, I hope he would be, uh, to give me uh, some kind of warning, uh, but he's already given me a warning, uh, and if I was to get out there tonight, uh, uh, listen, without warning, he may take me out. Uh, The Bible said the way of a transgressor is hard. The transgressor is someone uh, that knows the truth, uh, and they go against it, amen? You see a lost person, is blind uh, and they don't know the truth uh, uh, but if you know the truth and you choose not to do what's right you choose to go your own way uh, then they'll be chastening uh, and you'll live a hard life uh, there won't be no good life but you know what that is uh, it reminds you uh, uh, that you've been saved uh, and I am thank God I don't enjoy chastisement but I'm thankful for chastisement because it reminds me who I belong to the first days of him the Goodwill. Of him that dwelt in the bush. Think about the first days when God blessed you. The first Bible that God let you have. The first devotion time, you may or may not remember that. The first time in a service when God blessed your soul after you got saved and flooded your soul, the new life in Christ, uh, the newness of being saved. Uh, that's God's goodwill. You see, God's goodwill is not Him giving us all the things of this world that we desire. Now tell you, God's goodwill is giving us peace, uh, and God's goodwill is giving us joy. You realize uh, everything you have could burn up. But if you have peace, uh, you have riches that money cannot buy. If you have joy, you have something that this world does not have. If you have love, uh, the love of God in your heart, uh, that's something the world knows nothing about tonight, the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. And then the following days, as I mentioned concerning Moses, Moses, God was tried by Moses. God was taught to by, Moses, by Moses, Moses was taught. Moses was tried by God. Moses was talked to by God. And Moses, uh, he he was trained by God. God spent time with Moses. uh, And I want to say this morning, this evening, it's so good to know uh, that he wants to spend time with us. It's so good to know that he wants to dwell with us, uh, that he loves us and that he cares for us. Uh, It's good to know that he's interested in our life. Uh, He has a will. He has a plan. Young people, listen to me. God has a plan for your life. uh, And don't plan God out of your life don't be stubborn and say well it's going to be what I want to do or it's going to be my way no you let God lead the way you let Jesus lead the way in your life he has a perfect will he has a perfect plan and he'll bless you if you'll follow him all the days of your life has there been dark times yes has there been times of trouble and adversity sure there has been have we faced valleys yes we all have have we been through storms yes has there been lonely times uh, when we seem like that uh, God was nowhere to be found there sure has been when it seemed as if he was not there but I want to say God through all of that he has never left us he has never forsaken us he has never let us walk one step from the time that we have been saved not one time have we walked one step by ourselves. Uh, we may have felt like we were all alone but he was just as Near, and it was just as real in those dark times as he was in the times of sunshine. I'm saying in the following days, look back through your life uh, since you've been saved and see the faithfulness of God, see the footsteps and the footprints of God, how that he walked through this life with us. Uh, Isn't it good to know that we have a shepherd as he sung about? We have someone that'll guide us uh, and someone that'll lead us. Uh, I'm glad we're not left to ourselves in this walk of life, uh, but praise God, uh, He will be there. And He will help us in our time of need. When I think about Him, I think about the goodwill of Him that dwelt in the bush in the following days. How that tonight in 2023, we could not have made it without the Lord. I remember in 1999, the whole world was upset about Y2K. Y'all remember that? I remember one preacher I knew was canning chicken. (laughs) I didn't even know you could can chicken. I'm not sure I want to eat canned chicken. Most of the canned meat that I've ate wasn't worth repeating the second time. It kept you alive, but I think in the end it might kill you. But people were so fearful of the computer crash. I remember during those days a gentleman said to me said well have you have you stockpiled for I said I had not put a thing up. The preacher, you didn't stockpile. I mean, hey, we had two kids growing up, and I mean, we just did good to feed them week to week. I, well, there wasn't no way we could plan for you know some kind of shutdown. I mean, if that was coming, I, I mean, it's every man for himself, amen. But I'm just telling you, uh, we might have to go out and graze like an animal before it's over with. But but they wasn't nothing. They wasn't nothing to to put up, amen. I didn't have no money to stockpile. I tell you, I remember people going to church and and worrying about something like that, as if our life depended on a. Comp- computer system as if our life was in the hands of some kind of a technology. I want to tell you, our life has never been in the hands of this world, but our life has always been in an unseen hand that has never faltered. He has never failed. He has never let us down. He's never left us to ourself. We've never fallen out. He's never dropped us. He's never had a casualty. But thank God, here we are 23 years later, and that hand is still Hold it tight, hallelujah. Woo, praise God. It's real, it's real, hallelujah. It's real in my soul this this evening. I wanna tell you, my friend, God has never lost his grip. God has never let go. God has never slipped and fallen. God has never turned us loose. We're as strong in his hand tonight as we ever have been. And even in the hard times of life, God still got a firm grip. The goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush in the following days of our life. I don't know how long I'll live on this earth and neither do you. I don't know how many days that we have to live. But I don't want to spend my days fearing death or fearing how I'm going to die. Now, I've got a list of ways I don't want to die. I'm sure you do too. I don't want to get hit by a train. Somebody say amen. If you don't want to get hit by a train, stay off the tracks. Isn't that right? Some things are just common sense, aren't they? I mean, there's certain ways I I don't want to die. I don't know if I'll die. Because the rapture could take place at any moment. Well, wouldn't it be a tragedy to spend your whole life worrying about death? and then go out in the rapture? Wouldn't you feel like an utter fool? Here you are in all your glory, and you don't have no, I mean, you got a perfect body, and the first thing that runs through your mind is not I want to see Jesus, but what a fool I was to worry about dying, and I was going out in the rapture the whole time. And I don't know if I'll go in the rapture, but I want to go in the rapture. Don't you want to go in the rapture? Wouldn't that be Wonderful. I'll tell you, it'd be just as wonderful. I don't want to go through uh, the the portal of death, but if that be the case, uh, I promise you, he'll be there then. Uh, But I'll tell you, if I I go through that portal one day, thank God we're coming back, amen, and we're coming up on resurrection morning, every blood-washed saint of God. I don't know how many days I've got left, uh, but however many days we got left, I do know this much. Uh, He'll hold our hand to the very end. Uh, I do know this much. Uh, I'm not gonna spend one day on earth without him I'm not going to be left to myself but thank God he's went this far with me and he's going to go the rest of the way with me he said I'll go with you always even to the end of the world I'm telling you mark her down you're not going to journey this way by yourself but there is a good shepherd there is a great pilgrim hallelujah there is a blessed God there is a refuge there is a strength that will help you the rest of your days hallelujah Woo, praise God. Through the sunshine and through the rain, through sickness, through health, through heartaches, through the storms, he'll go with you every step of the journey. Hallelujah. Because it's the goodwill of him that dwells in the bush. And there's the first days and there's the following days and then there's the final days. Kindly already preached that point. But I'm going to preach it again. Y'all just act like you didn't have... Baptists don't listen to half of what we say anyway. This is for the second load here. The final days. Moses is overlooking the promised land. He can't go in because he smote the rock. Anger kept him out of the promised land. And I used to read that and I think... I feel sorry for Moses because he can't go into the promised land. But don't feel too sorry for him because he's going to a better land. He's on top of the mountain and he's about to make the crossing into the promised land of all promised lands. He's leaving this earth. His natural forces did not fail. and Moses is leaving this earth. He's going to a better land And a brighter day. I want to tell you we're all headed that way if you're saved. Young people live for God all the days of your life. Because there's another life worth living. And if you live for God in this life, you can enjoy what you've lived for Him in this life, in the next life. Give Him the best years of your life because it may be all that you have. Serve Him with gladness. Don't ever let it be a drudgery. Don't ever look at going back. I'll tell you, if there's somebody here tonight uh, and you're thinking about turning back or you're thinking about taking a different course uh, or you're thinking about going a different route, uh, you better listen to me tonight. Uh, My friend, there'll surely come a time in your lifetime uh, when you'll look back in this service and you'll look back on these days uh, and you'll wish you could get them back but they'll be forever gone. Uh, here to tell you stay in the right way you stay with God no time religion you walk this straight and narrow way all the days of your life and when you come to the final end of life's journey I'm telling you there'll be a lot of people come and a lot of people go in your life but you won't have any regrets they may not all be there but there'll be one standing at the end of the way who's been with you every step of the way he'll help you in the final days of your life I want to be that way don't you I tell you, I want to serve God to the end. I don't know if I live to be old. My, one of my girls said to me one day, said, I don't like to think about you dying. I said, well, I'm just a certain amount of years older than you. I said, and if I live to be 85, I said, you're close to death yourself. I said, you won't have to worry too much. Won't be too long. You'll be coming right behind me," she said. "You know that's kind of a, she says, kind of a weird thought, but she said actually helps me a little bit." <laughs> I said, "You'll walk right behind us, but we're going one by one." I look across this church down through the years, and so many faces that are gone to glory. They've slipped out one by one. I can see them in my mind. They used to shout up and down this aisle. Many of you can too. They used to shout in the choir. My wife was coming down the road yesterday and that old song, Come on, come morning, we'll walk by the river. We'll rest neath the evergreen shore tree. The songwriter said, So I'll carry my cross through the midnight. For Come morning, there's glory for me. I like them old songs, don't you? We listened to that old song yesterday, God be with you till we meet again. I like that chorus, don't you? Till we meet, till we meet at Jesus' feet. One of these days, we'll never say goodbye again. One of these days, the last one of God's pilgrims is going to walk through the gate and we're going to be home. And the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush you know what He's going to do? He's going to turn another chapter in the page of His wonderful, marvelous grace. And in the ages to come, He's going to show us the exceeding riches of His grace. I want to tell you tonight, I could, I could spend an hour, and you could too, shouting over the grace of God in my life. Couldn't you shout over God's grace? Grace, saving grace. Keeping grace, dying grace. That's what Moses is really talking about. Saving grace, keeping grace, dying grace, living grace, serving grace, suffering grace, much grace, and more grace. He's the God of all grace. Grace in the valley, grace on the mountain, grace for every heartache, grace for every headache, grace for every home break, grace for every tear, grace for every trial, grace for every trouble, grace for every pain, grace for every problem. I'm telling you, grace for the race, grace for when I'm living, and grace for when I'm dying. Grace for every lonely night, a grace for every time that I didn't think I could make it another step. Grace for when I didn't think I had no one to help me. Along life's way, a grace to get me up in the morning, and grace to keep me throughout the day, and grace to cuddle me to sleep at night, a grace for today and grace for yesterday, and thank God grace for tomorrow. There's always grace, and we've not even begun to tap into the resource and the riches of God's amazing grace. That one day when we get to the other side, God said, "Now you've had an introduction to grace on this side of the veil, but let me." Show how rich grace really is let me not just show you a little bit of grace but let me show you the exceeding oh the exceeding riches I'll tell you what we'll sing throughout the ages we'll sing amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found I was blind but now I see it's grace that brought us safe thus far and it's gonna be grace that'll lead us home hallelujah Because of the goodwill of Him that dwelt in the bush. And tonight, I just want to encourage you tonight. You keep serving God. Hey, look at me tonight. Don't you quit. I said it this morning. I feel led to say it again tonight. Don't you back up. Don't you compromise. Don't you change. If your family changes, don't you change. If your friends change, don't you change. There's only one way to serve God in the old time way and that's on purpose. If you hadn't done it already, you gotta gotta make your mind up. I'm gonna live for God if everybody I know quits. God, if you give me grace, I'm gonna stay in this way. Whether there's... whether You know, Jesus, the closer he got to the cross, the smaller smaller the crowd got. The Bible said he set his face toward Jerusalem like a flint. He was so determined in the end that no one or nothing would ever deter him from doing the will of God. That's how we got to live for God all the days of our life. And I don't know, maybe somebody said it here Wednesday night or I may have heard it somewhere else. But I'll tell you, when people fall out, somebody falls out of this church, you know what it does? It, Brother Chris, it hurts all of us, doesn't it? We're never happy when somebody quits church, are we? We hate it for them. And for it seemed like a week or two, or maybe sometimes it can be longer, it seems like there's a little sadness amongst the congregation. And I think there ought to be because we care about people, don't we? And we miss them. When they're not here But I'll tell you tonight No matter who falls out I'm going to keep on going aren't you You got to keep on going Sister Cape's over in the Nursing home tonight But she's still going ain't she Miss Nina's over there with her But they're still going Miss Nina used to sing that song come morning they're still going on for God, but it won't be long. They're going home, aren't they? it be just a few days. Brother Jack and Miss Barbara's not able to be here tonight, but they're still going. Make your mind up tonight if you hadn't already. You're not going to ever change, and you're going to stay faithful. God will be faithful to you in the final days. you be faithful to him all your days. Let's stand tonight. As, if you need to come, we're going to sing this old song, and you come tonight if you need to.